Holly G with the Golf Insiders. On the eve of the 14th edition of the President's Cup, going live at Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte, North Carolina, to check in with one of our favorite golf insiders, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Hey, Todd. Hey, Holly. How are you? I am good. I am good. I am so excited. You're uh, in the backyard of uh, one of the greatest sports towns in uh, the USA, I would say. States. <laughs> yeah, my engine is revved up. I'm ready for this competition. Give us a little feeling of the vibe and, and uh, the course, and, and then we'll talk about the teams. Well, first off, I say greatest day because I'm a North Carolinian, and it's, it's really cool to have this event in my home state, and on one of the iconic golf courses on the PGA Tour schedule in Quail Hollow, this place is, I mean, first off, it is pure, it's immaculate, it's in incredible condition, as it always is, um, but the town really is supporting this event. I know it's been a fractured year in golf, but you, you can't tell it by the, the crowds here this week. We're going we're gonna to have 40,000 fans each day. Uh, for this event, and that's that's a huge number. So, you know, the players are getting excited as we get closer to uh, to the, the matches taking place, and the fans are all revved up. So, it's going to be one heck of a show. Well, looking at those grandstands on the number one tee, uh, those might be some of the biggest ever built for a uh, team event. I can't get enough of match play. The pressure. Of uh, you know the the teams uh, just you know not not wanting to let to let their brethren down so you know there's just a whole nother level that these <laughs> matches provide don't they? Yeah, I mean, look when these guys are out playing on the PGA Tour, they make a mistake, they hit a ball in the penalty area. The only person that suffers that consequence is the person that hit it, the player. If you make a mistake here. You're not only letting yourself down, you're letting 11 others down. And you combine that with the fact that you're wearing the colors of your country. Uh, I know there are various countries on the international team, but you're still representing your country. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, so it's a different kind of feeling that they have, they have experienced in their lifetime. You know, they played team golf before, but not a lot on this level. So, you know, you got eight first-timers on the international team. you got six first-timers on the United States team. So... Um, nerves will be tested here this week, there's no doubt. Absolutely. Well, a lot of attention has been on the international team mm -hmm. uh, for reasons, as you mentioned. Uh, really, uh, as Trevor Emmelman, Captain Trevor Emmelman's team, was uh, pretty decimated by the player defections to live. Uh, but, you know, if you look at the excitement and listen to these rookies, uh, I think he's right on target. He's got new and fresh uh, blood, if you will, and they are ready to uh, play. They are embracing being the underdogs, and uh, I think it's it's going to be an interesting match. Yeah, and look, on paper, from a world-ranking perspective, the United States team should dominate these matches. Uh, I, I do feel bad for, for Trevor. When he was asked to become captain, essentially right after the President's Cup in 2019 in Melbourne, um, I'm sure he was thinking that he was not going to lose five members from that team that he had. He's going to lose Louis Ustazen, Abraham Anser, Joaquin Neiman, Mark Leishman, and so on. And so 
he especially he, he lost three of those players in Neiman, Leishman, and Cam Smith just three weeks ago. Uh, so it's been very difficult for him. But he has put together a group that has unified. Um, they have been meeting prospective team members in a, as a group for close to a year and a half. So these guys know each other. And as I mentioned, there are, it, there are eight rookies on this team. And you might immediately think, okay, well, the United States has a huge advantage. These guys haven't experienced this before. But those eight players, that's 75% of the team, also have never experienced losing at the President's Cup. They don't have the scar tissue of this series like maybe Adam Scott has, who's he's played in the President's Cup more than any other player in this series and is yet to win. Uh, so there's optimism on this team. Uh, and these these players on this international team, they're PGA Tour winners, they're major champions, they know how to get it done. So I, I think it's going to be closer than the experts think, as Lee Corso would say. Hey, Todd, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. You are speaking to an eternal optimist (laughs) here. So, you know, anything is possible. And let's face it, we know there are magical moments in sports, right? The miracle on ice. And, hey, just a few months ago, Rich Strike won the Kentucky Derby, 80-1. to I think Trevor should be showing him that race tonight. Well, I actually, to be honest with you, I, I... I bet he is, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure about this because you mentioned he wanted to do this, but I haven't confirmed it. But I think he's shown a lot of what happened in 2019 at Melbourne. They nearly won the President's Cup there against a far superior United States team that was being led by Tiger Woods. Uh, so they have made advancements um, in understanding what it takes to blur the cultural and language lines in these team rooms and come together, be more cohesive, and... Uh, so I, 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 there is optimism on this international team, and I do think it's going to be closer than, than everyone is predicting. Well, you were talking about your, your great state of North Carolina. Uh, I read that Trevor in Monday's meeting pointed out that that was where the Wright brothers became the first to fly. And he said, why can't we fly? Why can't we win? I love it. Exactly. I mean, it's, belief is everything. Uh, and, I mean, it, especially in golf. Confidence, I've said this on your show, is the most precious commodity you can have in the game of golf. And if they are confident that they can win, if they have belief that they can win, um, then, I mean, that's more than half the battle. There's no doubt about it. Well, the Americans are six-and-a-half-point favorites. The average world ranking, 11.6 compared to 48.9 for the internationals. Uh, Davis Love has nine of the top 15 players. I think we've got a lot of uh, pairings already uh, ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I can break them down for you if you want. <laughs> I mean, uh, Xander Shoffley is going to play with Patrick Cantlay. They are close friends. Uh, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas are close. They're going to play together. Expect them to play quite a bit together, actually. Um, you, you do, like I mentioned, you do have six rookies on this team. Uh, I think Tony Finau and Max Homer are going to play together. Uh, Colin Morikawa and Cameron Young. Who, by the way, those two have never played Quill Hollow competitively, uh, but I'm thinking they're going to be paired together. Uh, so you know you, you got some you got some interesting matchups out here and I, uh, for the United States and it's inter- I think it's interesting that I mean you want to feel old that Jordan Spieth has the most experience in the Presidents Cup on this United States team he's not even thirty uh, so yeah um, he's he, become he, he's become quite a leader on this team not only by what he does with his golf clubs but 
being steady, stoic uh, in the team room. Um, he's kind of a little bit of a diet Davis love. Uh, so, it, I, yes, hands down. The, I, and I do think the United States will win. But like I said, I think it'll be closer than, than, than what the odds makers think. Well, I think another interesting part of all of this right now, Todd, given, you know, the distractions and conversations about live golf, how the President's Cup in this moment is probably providing a spotlight, uh, really, that's highlighting the global game and where it is right now. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, it, especially when you consider all the countries that are being represented. And you, I'm telling you what, 20-year-old Tom Kim, I listened to him last night on Golf Channel. He was talking about how long he's, you know, waited to play on this team for the President's Cup. You know, for, for years we've had the Ryder Cup, but for these younger players, these international players, they have that opportunity to play on the biggest stage against the best U.S. Well, let's go back to the President's Cup. Do you remember when it was in South Korea? Yeah. And Sangmoon Bay and Bill Haas. It came down to those two playing in the final singles matches to decide who's going to win the President's Cup. And ultimately, the Americans won as Sangmoon Bay, unfortunately, had a bad shot on the, on the final hole. From that moment, now we have four South Koreans on the international team. I mean, just think about that. That's that's becoming a golf hotbed globally because and there's, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of influences, but I bet you one of them was having that President's Cup in South Korea. South Korean players, young players are saying, man, I want to play golf. I want to be a part of this team. And and now you've got, you know, 25% of that team coming from South Korea on the international side. So, yeah, absolutely. This could be an incredible influence globally on the game of golf, and that's how it was designed. Yes, and truly what I would say is growing the game. On the U.S. side, uh, again, if you talk about, uh, you know, the importance these team matches are to players, just talk to Billy Horschel, right, Tom? I mean, here's a guy that got, you know, he just missed the cut, if you will, playing in the Ryder Cup. I think that was a huge disappointment to Billy. This is a guy that uh, he just, you know, he bleeds red, white, and blue. No doubt about it. Uh, he's excited. Uh, he's had to wait until his 30s <laughs> to be on a Ryder Cup slash President's Cup team, and now he's here. Um, I mean, he's an excitable, enthusiastic guy as it is. As a matter of fact, I think Davis is going to have a tough time calming him down. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, absolutely. You know, him and Kevin Kisner are the are the old guys in the team room. Um, and the fiery but, bulldogs. Right. But, but with that comes you know, a lot of energy, as I mentioned. So I think they're going to be great assets. There's no doubt to the United States. And Max Homa coming off of mm-hmm. his win out in uh, Napa. Um, and he has just become another great spokesman for the PGA Tour. Very eloquent, very thoughtful. And he's a late bloomer, 31 himself. And funny, and he's going to be such a great link of chemistry to that team. Uh, he, he doesn't have any enemies on this tour. Uh, and that's another thing that's interesting about this United States team, That, and I've spoken at length with Davis Love about this, and the fact that the, there are players that went over to live golf from the PGA Tour. Not all of them, but there have been some guys that are now on that tour that have played in these series, be it the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup, that have been disruptive in that team room. 
and that has been cleaned up now by them making that decision to go over and play on that alternative tour. So there is incredible likability and, like I mentioned, cohesiveness in that United States team room, which obviously is going to make them even more formidable for the internationals. Yeah, it's, um, I, I think, just uh, building up to a lot of excitement. Can you explain real quick the format? How does it differ from the Ryder Cup? Well, this, for the Ryder Cup, first, the biggest thing is that it's four days of competition instead of three days of competition. Tomorrow you're going to have uh, one round, and then Friday you'll have one round, and then Saturday you'll have morning and afternoon, and then Sunday is just pure singles. Uh, so you got an extra day of play instead of you know morning and afternoon session on Friday, Saturday, and then singles on Sunday like you have the Ryder Cup. The other thing that's interesting is like is that captains face each other and they, and then make their pick, and then the other captain makes his pick, so they go back and forth. Uh, whereas in the Ryder Cup, you just submit your team, and then and then that team goes out. So so yeah, so it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like a, like a fantasy football draft, and so I'll take him, and, and then I'll take him, and then, you know, so and they and I think that's kind of cool. I wish the Ryder Cup did that, but yeah, it's 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 very similar to the Ryder Cup. Uh, it doesn't have the history as the Ryder Cup, but there are some nuances about the Presidents' Cup that are different. It it was uh, established in 1994. Uh, mm-hmm. So that makes me feel old, Todd. I don't know about you. Some of these guys, I think, weren't even in middle school when this thing started. Some of them weren't born <laughs> when yeah. this thing started. Were you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to point out before we go here that you did uh, just a very moving piece last night, uh, live from, uh, about Camilo Vajegas and his wife, Maria, and, you know, the tragic loss of their their young daughter at just 22 months old from uh, brain and spine tumors. And such a touching story, Todd. Uh, they've recently had a new baby boy. They're having a, a, an event for their foundation. Uh, anything you want to share about that? Um, yeah, there are a couple things. Uh, number one, um, I, I, I felt honored that Camilo and Maria, his wife, uh, allowed me and our team to tell me a story that was the young daughter who unfortunately has passed. Um, it's, it, it was amazing to me how much strength they have now. Um, and this happened the passing two years ago. Um, and they'll always grieve. Um, there's no doubt about it. But for them to have this tragedy in their lives and make something positive out of it to help others to be selfless um it's amazing to me they're two of the strongest people i've ever met it was as a as a father of a daughter it was very difficult for me to do yes it was hard for me to even write questions down for the interviews it was i had to watch it i watched that story probably 15 times and still nearly lost it in presenting it last night. Yes. And, and I say that it was, it was the most difficult thing for me to do, but it was also probably the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. I've been in this business for 30 years. Um, so it's, it just, it made me, it, I hope that those who watch this are not only impressed by the strength that Camilo and Maria have, but also understand that we should never take things for granted. You should always... No matter what you do, uh, never be too busy to find people that you love and, and, and make time for them. Um, and 
that's that's what I've taken from this is that don't take things for granted because you never know. And yeah, they're just incredible people. And um, they, yeah, I've, I've gotten to know them obviously a lot better doing this piece. And I, I just, I just, I mean, Camille is a great golfer, but he's a he's a much better human being. So that, I, I, I felt I felt honored to, to do the piece. There's no doubt. Well, as someone who has experienced uh, the tragic loss of a family member, losing my own niece uh, four years ago, um, uh, it was just extremely uh, touching, uh, just, as you said, to experience the strength they've had and how they've uh, created that into their foundation, helping others, family members facing this type of thing. The fact that they can, I mean, look, Camilla Majega is called Jack and Barbara Nicholas once they felt, found out that their daughter was sick and 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 suddenly they were in the Jack Nicholas Children's Hospital down South Florida. They they have they have better than average wealth, um, obviously, and they are connected. But there are many people, obviously, who are not, and they want to help those that are not. And so I think that is incredibly selfless and beautiful. Absolutely. So I don't know if you are a betting man. Todd, but somebody could make a lot of money uh, if they chose the internationals at minus 700 points. Um, that would be 16 and a half points in a football game. But hey, you know, another stat I saw that Trevor shared in 2000, the 2008 Masters, he was 151 long shot to win. So who knows? Yeah, I, like I said, I think I feel confident that the United States is going to win, but I wouldn't put six hundred and fifty dollars down to win a hundred like the, like Las Vegas wants you to do. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going. I think it's going to be closer. That I, I think it's going to come down to the final few matches and singles on Sunday. And and, and as Trevor told me too. If they are still in the game on Thursday, after Thursday's play, if they're still in the game on Friday, they're still close, they're tied, or maybe even leading, or maybe down by a point or two heading into the weekend, that puts all the pressure on the Americans because they're supposed to win. And if if the internationals are hanging around, as we talked about, pressure is a really dangerous thing in these matches. So we'll see. Let's not forget the Ryder Cup in Medina. Yes, and, and, and let's not forget the Ryder Cup at Brookline. <laughs> exactly. When the, when the U.S. came back, too. All right. Well, we appreciate your time. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Watch all of their coverage on live from. You're basically on almost all day for the next four days, right, Todd? Yeah, and the matches are on Golf Channel Thursday and Friday on NBC on the weekend. Uh, we'll be sprinkled in doing some coverage as well with live from tonight. Uh, so, yeah, keep watching. We love it. All right. Todd Lewis, thank you so much. Live from Quail Hollow Golf Club on the eve of the President's Cup. Thanks so much. Thanks, Holly.